to Around Comics. Speaking into his uh, microphone, but can't hear him. Uh, you're listening and watching Around Comics. Oh. I am Chris Bernisman. <laughs> there you go. I was singing. Oh. Welcome oh, back. We well, thankfully, we couldn't hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's Sal. That's Tom. I can't remember the words to this song. It's been too long since I've seen Welcome Back, Cotter, in the 70s. What's up? Welcome back. Welcome back, yeah. boys. I am the young uh, John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> exactly who I think about when I think about you. Uh, yeah, yeah. John, young John uh, uh, Travolta. Um, uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year. Uh, we are back. It's a, it's a new year. Same around... Everybody have a good New Year. It Everybody is stay inside and not do anything. I yeah yeah we watched um, we binged watched the entire fourth or fifth season of Cobra Kai. That was on New Year's <laughs> evening, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it ended like right at midnight. And then we turned down the TV to see the really terrible local news oh, people yeah. try and be oh, entertaining yeah. try and fill that for about hour five minutes between 11 and yeah. night you know once like the new york yeah. new year's happens and then it's like we cut to a ballroom at the palmer house <laughs> hotel and it's like local <laughs> weatherman yeah, yeah. Well, it used to be like uh what was his what was his name the, the um the sports guy that got in trouble Mark last year i guess Gene Greco did it forever. Gene, did Gene Greco and, dude and the, get in trouble? I don't remember. He did something. He said a, He said something politically incorrect. It wasn't that it wasn't bad. Really, it was Andy, think, but, Andy Cohen oh, actually, this year, which I just saw a clip of, which was hilarious on the national one. He said something about one of his coworkers who was wearing a sweater or something. <laughs> And he said that she looked like the Grinch or something like that. It was pretty innocuous yeah. of a joke. It wasn't even like sexual or anything like that, from what I remember. But they kicked uh, him off the air anyway. It know. sort of felt like one of those things where perhaps, uh, perhaps it was the straw, straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Where it was one of those. He like, was a oh god. He was a super popular sports reporter in Chicago for like 40 years. I'm sure, yeah, he probably did. And he was one of the guys. I mean, he was the guy. You know what I mean? Like, he was friends with all the athletes. And, you know, New Year's Eve, he would be fucking hammered. So, yeah, I'm sure Mark had said some inappropriate things. I was just saying the thing thing he actually said was not that bad, but yeah, leading up to it, yeah, who knows what he may or may not have said. I'm looking it up. Well, you you binged you binged uh, Cobra Kai. I um I came through on my promise to myself 
to binge uh, Rorschach. So I, I went and visited my parents over Christmas, and so I got to read uh, the 10-issue Rorschach series. I got it in the hardcover. Um, so you went to visit your parents, and you ignored and them comics. and read a book. Yeah, pretty much. Is it? <laughs> That's almost exactly what Oh, happened. it's terrible, Chris. Yeah. How could you be that way? But... Yeah, it was awesome. I was. Uh, we can talk about it a little bit later, but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I finally am caught up with you guys who who read it in the single issues. I forgot it all. Yeah. I don't remember any of it now. I could read it like it's the first time. Yeah, yeah right. Like old. <laughs> like, we, we, yeah. we could do it. We could do it as a book of the oh, month at some point this, because if we do this show long enough, it'll just become us reading literally the same book over and over again <laughs> and talking about it week after week. Like it's like the first time I read it. <laughs> Unfortunately, that, that's getting I can't more, believe I never yeah, read this more book more before. Accurate all the time. Speaking of uh, our trade talk, uh, I'm going to start diving into. The Butcher of Paris, which is Sal's pick. Yes. So I think that's probably what uh, a week or yes. two we'll, we'll talk about this. It's not a big trade. Yeah. I think we were supposed to do it at the end. Was it supposed to be the end probably. of December? Let's do but, it next week. Yeah, or, let's talk about it the, next week. Yeah. yeah. Next week? Well, then it just screws up our schedule. Let's just wait till the no. end of the month. Okay. Let's just talk. Yeah. Why, who's who's yes. fucking schedule? Because then we're going to be doing trade talks every middle of the month. Every second week of the fucking month, we're going to do a trade talk. Whenever we want to. No, just wait. It's been decided. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're overruled. Two to one. Tom and I have decided. All right, we'll do it. You're overruled. That's fine. Yeah. That's reasonable. (laughs) Keep the schedule. Fucking guy gets a beard and all of a sudden he thinks he's in charge over here. What the hell? The guy. Little, we had a, uh, a little early, salt we had an, and pepper. He gets a little little yeah. salt in there. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. January 6th. Tactical man. Chris. It's, it's January. It is the day. It is your Happy day, buddy. Happy anniversary, What's up, Tactical bitches? Chris? <laughs> <laughs> we, had a, we had an early texter, David Byrne from the UK. I think it's the same He one. said, uh, yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's David, David Byrne, Byrne from, uh, from talking, talking Heads. heads yeah. yeah. Uh, happy New Year to the AC crew from the UK. I'll catch up in the morning as it's late. I'm 42 and I'm about five minutes from a falling iPad smacking me briefly awake as I doze off reading a comic. He said, P.S. Hope Tactical Chris enjoyed the insurrection anniversary party early today. I'm enjoying his patriotic contributions to the show. <laughs> I, as I have all. thoughts on female oh. writers later in the show. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Female yeah, writers yeah, are yeah. good for a woman's comic like She Hulk. Or. <laughs> strictly. We were supposed to uh, go to a New Year's Eve party, um, but then the hosts nice. got COVID like three days, three days before. <laughs> and it was funny because I was like, I don't know, honey. Maybe we should stay uh, home. I, I don't, Maybe it's a, not a good idea to go to a New Year's Eve party. COVID's really kind of spiking and. And then luckily, like, not yeah. luckily, but it gave us an easy yeah. out. Oh, I didn't have to tell our is, friends. It is crazy yeah. up here in in Milwaukee right now. It's, uh, for me, curling, I have uh, two uh, tournaments in the next two weeks. I'll actually coming down to Chicago. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have COVID, COVID within the next, you know, 
week to 10 days. Guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, I heard you can't get it while curling, though. Uh, you know, it's, about uh, the, stones. Uh, the, the curling clubs are vaccine mandated and you have to wear masks while you're in the building. You cannot get COVID when you're draped in the American flag <laughs> yeah, is what yeah. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you just, it doesn't, it happen. doesn't, it doesn't happen. work. Yeah. Bounces off. Scared. <laughs> it is frightening. Yeah. frightening terrifying. Terrifying. Oh. The red, white, and Red, white, and blue. I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize it was uh, Insurrection it Day. It's insurrection. Happy Insurrection yeah. Day today. And yeah. yeah, until the day was almost over. <coughs> I, um, pardon me. I'm still uh, dealing with a throat issue, a non-COVID throat issue. I was tested. I don't know. Yeah. You got I store. You got store it. brand. Yeah. yeah. That Walgreens <laughs> Yeah, you got the yeah. Probably, probably. It's the only thing open. There's everything is just uh, three three hour wait yeah. times for a COVID Off test. label, store label COVID. <coughs> just like not even the official. <laughs> I wish it was COVID. I wish so I the had off COVID. label off label brand. Cold. I'm gonna segue into comics because I'm tired of hearing and oh, talking about boo. COVID. Yeah. Um, so, so off brand, um, uh, one star squadron. Have you been reading it, Tom? I, I read the first issue. I haven't gotten to the second issue. The yet. second one is fantastic. It, uh, focuses on, uh, on Minuteman as a, uh, uh, Mariclo, uh, addict. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And, uh, oh, who, uh, who wrote it? It's Mark Russell, right? Mark yeah. Russell actually, yeah. he, he writes himself into, into the story, which is kind of funny. So, yeah, let's, one of the, one of the heroes has to take a low-paying gig appearing at a uh, uh, mid-level comic book show, and uh, his table is next to Mark Russell's. It, it comes up in Justice League Incarnate, too. Uh, DC editor ends up in that, in issue number three. Really? Uh, yeah, which is great. Great, a great, a truly wild comic book. Uh, I finally caught up on reading all of it, you know, all the stuff that came out of um, the event thing that I actually liked for the first time what in a long the, time. What is I was the plot like, line for Incarnate a Refreshment? It's just, it's all the Justice League. It's like a Justice League made up of characters from all the different Earths. And they're trying, so it's President Superman and it's Aqua Woman and Thunder, who's like the Thor of Earth okay. 7 and Captain Carrot. And they're trying to stop Darkseid from yeah. taking over, uh, you know, the universe and all that. And it's it's a truly great use of that multiverse. Uh, you know, for the first time, I think, ever, mm-hmm. someone's actually used it in an interesting Le- way. Leaned instead into of, it. Yeah, I leaned into it. You know, there, there's a, the plot of the third issue is, you know, the heroes all get separated and they get sent to different Earths. And President Superman ends up on Earth 33, which is like our Earth, oh. like the uh, you know. And so, the only way he can get uh, he can tell the other heroes where he is is he's got to publish a comic book explaining where he is. So he like takes two months. He's like, it's like, oh, how long could this possibly take? And him and one of the other heroes like take two months arguing about like trying to sell this idea for a comic book 
so it gets published. So it gets like published. The story leaks through into one of the other multiverses. And there's an editor at DC who's like trying to convince them that dark side needs to win for the story to work. <laughs> and they're like, arguing with them. and it turns out that the editor is dark side. Like who's been hiding <laughs> on, on as, an as an editor trying to convince them that they need to write the dark side wins. That's, so yeah, it's a wild, it's a wild comic. It it, but like it's, it. uh, yeah. And uh, wild stuff. Well, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you got your Thomas Wayne uh, on who becomes an honorary member of the zoo crew. <coughs> he gets stuck. On, yeah. yeah, I think yeah. This yeah. Batman Thomas Wayne. From, yes, uh, like stuck. Uh, what is that? Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yes, yeah, that's funny. So it's uh, yeah. Did, did he have to dress up like a furry in order to? No, but he's, it, he's, he's a bat. Just, he's a yeah, bat. He's a bat. He's just in okay. that very uh, cartoony style, and like so, it's the this grim Batman on Captain Carrot's uh, planet, planet, like, and all the other zoo crew members like love him. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's a great comic. It's uh, like very, uh, very like. Let's just do everything all at once, and like, it kind of works. Yeah, it's kind of like in just empty sense. everything yeah. in the toy box. And <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Grab I don't always appreciate. I don't always appreciate when a comic like that uses different art styles when they go from world to world, but they seem to be doing it pretty well and like subtly and, and, you know, like it, it, it seems to work pretty well. Yeah. They do a good uh, job. Is it all the same artist? Is it all? I think they have different artists doing the different, okay. um, different worlds. the styles world, from the different, different uh, yeah, the styles from the different earths. But, uh, yeah, it's That's, it's fun. It's a good comic. It continues the same good vibes of like, oh yeah, this could be fun to like. When you don't take things yeah, too serious, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, oh, we have a whole world, uh, like a, a whole universe of uh, Earths that we can play with. You know, like let's use all of them right. instead of just, you know, it's very liberated. It's like a very like. Um, uh, you know, and it's something I've kind of noticed about when we've been sort of talking to you about like how much we've been enjoying like the black label stuff too, is that sort of sense of like, oh, well, let's just do some wild shit and like kind of like see what happens or like in the black label books, you know, it's more of like, a, let's let these guys just do their thing. Yeah. And you want to kill, you want to kill Superman? Kill Superman. That's fine. Yeah, Justice League Incarnate, it's like, oh, you want to tell a story where, you know, like, you're on Earth 33 and Darkseid's a DC editor? All right, let's go for it, you know? <laughs> I've noticed that in a lot of, like, the uh, books I've been sort of enjoying. You know, I caught up on The Flash, you know, and they've been kind of playing in that same sort of space where it's like, here's all, here's The Flash hanging out with Justice League Dark on Gemworld, you know? Like, let's just do it and have, you know, like, it's very... It's less like uh, plot focused, mm -hmm. you know, like less Wikipedia focused, you know, where it's like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then and it's more like freewheeling in a sense, where it's like if you wrote it down, you'd be sort of like, well, what is this? I don't understand, you know, like it's kind of weird, 
but it works in a comic because they're giving the artists and the writers like the free reign to sort of just like do wild shit. And it's something I'm liking at DC in general. And it, it, not everything is put under the black label or whatever. It's like I'm reading uh, DC versus vampires right now. It's obviously out of mainline DC. You're not going to, um, uh, spoiler, turn Green Lantern into a vampire. Um, you know, and, and kill a lot of regular characters, but it, it's so fun because they are actually taking from the, uh, Justice League TV show. So like Zan and, and what is it? Zan and Jaina, the Wonder Twins. Oh, I can't remember what the real names are. They they are, they are in DC versus vampires. And it's, it's weird because it's a, it's an oddly dark series, but you have these very, you know, just like Saturday morning based characters. And it's, yeah. you know, yeah. back to your point, it's like, yeah, you want to pitch a story where vampires are running amok to the DCU and you want to use the challenge of the Super Friends characters. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, like the Swamp Thing book that we read, the Jeff Lemire, Doug Mankey Swamp Thing book. It's. Is- Green Hell. Green Hell. Swamp Thing. Green it's Hell. Kind of, it's kind of a, uh, it, it is it is a Swamp Thing book, but they they did a really nice job of kind of burying the lead in. Yeah, they gave you a few twists yeah. that you're not quite expecting. Of like, oh damn! Like I didn't think it was going to be this. And it's, and it's know, awesome, like, right? Yeah, it's great. They, Took you bloody well yeah. long enough. I mean, I was. Legitimately, like, oh, oh that's oh, cool. Okay. Because yeah, like, we get old constants. They kind of hide. Yeah, you're kind of like, oh, okay, I get what this story is. It's like Swamp Thing, but it's a bad guy, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, it's that, but also like Swamp Thing that you know something. Different. Yeah, like, that was that yeah, was a he's... neat little twist of of who Constantine uh, conjures. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. You know, if if no one out there is. You were already dead. You just spoiled well, the, that best was the best spoiler. Spoiler, but there's another spoiler. Uh, it's good though. Um, I'm, you know, they, yeah. And Doug, Doug Mankey's art's creepy anyway, so it's yeah. sort of like that was my only disappointment with this is that we didn't get to see uh, Christian Alame inking Doug Mankey. So I don't know if that yeah. art partnership is still going strong or not. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process, their path to publication, and of course, their newest novels? Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. I don't know, man. Doug Mankey's a little, he's a little creepy himself. <laughs> get that vibe. <laughs> a little oh, creepiness. Swamp thing vibe. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's just like, let Jeff Lemire work with whoever he wants and just Pump out like Robin and Batman and Swamp Thing, you know. Though I think he just signed a thing with Image. Oh yeah, I thought I saw some news story. Yeah, where he's. And we, but that's probably for his 
own stuff. Yeah. And well, we can talk. We can talk industry talk, which I know is is Tom's favorite. Uh, once I get a little mm. bit more educated, we can talk about the image union. Um, we could talk about uh, this. We could talk about the direct market. <laughs> just a show where we just argue about the direct market over and over and over again. Uh, but yeah, it's I. So I picked up the uh, the Swamp Thing book was going to read it anyway you know i'm a swamp thing fan um didn't realize that that uh, jeff lemire wrote it and it's just like jeff lemire just he writes just about everything tom king and jeff lemire are about 90 percent of my comic yeah. intake these days yeah and it's also like it, it it does fit very much what i like about the robin and batman where it's like he's kind of he found like a little angle on swamp thing i haven't quite seen previously and it's like oh okay cool like i'm into this now like, the the red the green and the rot who came up with that was that was that an alan moore thing was, was that in lemire's other run of swamp thing i i forget when that well, the, came the green and the red is from alan moore yeah. and morrison had stuff to do with that with uh animal man being like sort of like the connection to the red and stuff like that. So it's like, it's not like there's a bunch of stuff that he's invented, yeah, but more just like he found like an interesting angle on all those elements by sort of like taking them, you know, out of continuity and kind of putting them in a new context and kind of putting a different twist on it. It's like, Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. And a genuine, yeah, I think, you know, Alan Moore came up with the idea of the uh, what does Constantine call them? The parliament. Uh, parliament. The Parliament. Yeah, but I think you know Lemire's. You know, thinking of it like, okay, well, at the end of the world, the Parliament is concerned now with their own survival. Yeah. You know, and and they're not they're not concerned so much with the comings and goings and the machinations of man. They're they're like, how do we survive? How are you know? What are we? What do we? How do we? Get, you know, get through this now? We need to wipe yep. things wipe, wipe clean. The clean and, start uh, over. I I like that one scene because it's like the red is like, well, I can't do it, and the and the the black is like, ah, nope, you know, I can't do it. It's like, ah, sorry, green. It's yep. it's kind of up to you, buddy. You're gonna have to kill all of humanity that exists. <laughs> It, Green's like, oh, sure, fine, yeah, okay. okay, we'll do okay, it. Okay, I'll do it again. It's some, it's some uh, gory, uh, some very going to town on the decapitations and, uh, you know, uh, blasting people's eyes out with uh, the woman, with the woman with the with shotgun, me. where she was just like, whatever. I was, it was like, eat this or whatever, and then the next scene yeah. where it's just that. Like, yeah, spike going right through her eye. That was it's like okay, that's yeah. Yep, it's a black label book. It was an in, <laughs> it was an interesting combination of you know the swamp things, it, vegetation, but it also had this sort of body dysmorphia. Not dysmorphia. What's the word I'm looking for? Like the like the like a um like the thing yeah, or like something. Like, you know, or- like the yeah, like body. It had it had a little bit of that flavor to it. With them, just you know, there was this this twisted version of Swamp Thing. Yeah. It was this evil, corrupted sort of version of the Swamp Thing, and yeah, it was pretty gross, but cool at the yeah, same yeah. time. Yeah. Mankey was pretty awesome. Keep making them. Keep pumping up. 
I, I love everything about the black label stuff. Um, I, I love the format. I love that. Like I read one, I know you didn't uh, end up getting to it, Chris, but uh, cat, oh, the second City. issue of cat. Oh, yeah, Lonely that. City. Yeah. It's a long fucking book. Yeah. Like it's, I don't even know how many pages it is, but Oh, it's, it's 53 yeah. Yeah. pages. It's cool. And it's like, that's a great, like what a great chunk never... of a comic book. I and never it's so feel fun like I have so beautiful value when I buy a black label book, right? Yeah, I I will like all the black label stuff so far. There's been very little that they've put out under the black label. The only my only regret is some of the stuff they put out they haven't put out in the wide format. Yeah. You know, like they put um, Adam Strange out as a black yeah. label book, but it wasn't the wide format, and I wish it was because I would have loved it even more, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, not, I don't want to talk bad about Dan DiDio, but like ever since he's been oust, out <laughs> yeah. at, D at DC, no, like I said, I don't have anything DC bad to say about the guy. A lot of new and, and weird formats. No stuff question. DiDio was there. Yeah, but I just feel like there's this new energy. Yeah. Of I, well, I, know, I look at black letting labels, creators do a lot of was kind of the um, uh, the resurrection of Vertigo in in some ways. Yeah, but not really. I mean, Vertigo is Vertigo was such yeah. its own thing. I mean, I think that's that's. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's, it's the spiritual as as, like, letting of a Vertigo at DC. Yeah, I mean, I letting think that anyone that would you know the the Vertigo series that we love would now be like image series or other companies. But I think, I mean, to me, right. to me, they almost remind me more of like, they got more of like a European vibe to them. Um, yeah. Like here's like this artist, like this is Cliff Chang's, you know, like Catwoman, like, yeah, you know, like, and this is like, you're getting this right. And it's that like the, this vision, right. And like Jeff Lemire and Doug Mankey's vision of, Swamp Thing, and it's like very unencumbered by anything, and it's very like you get to like you can tell that this isn't like a book where it's like, well, we're gonna have we have to get a fill in artist to do like an issue in the middle, right, you know, right. like it is. Here's a story is, this is a complete thing that we're doing. It's it, this is it, yeah, and it's like this and, is the thing, and it's gonna be us doing it, and it's. The, our idea yeah. and it's like unencumbered Let go. Yeah, unencumbered yeah. by other things and like they get to have a vibe you know like i don't even know is there someone in charge of black label like, like is there some, burger you know something. what i mean like I don't, yeah i don't even know i don't you know what I mean? like, there's there, someone there who's some... like a senior editor of black Probably. label or whatever but not that yeah. the other thing um which I didn't know, you know, because I love the paper format, but I bought the Green Hell in digital, and that format works even better on a fucking iPad. Like, it's perfect for an iPad, better than a regular comic, just because it's a little wider, and there's less panels usually per I wonder if that's page, on and it's just like, oh, man. I, I started to think that. I'm like, I wonder if that's why they have that format. It's more of an iPad tablet sized format as opposed to a traditional comic is a little yeah. thinner 
than most tablets. It's utilizing and, uh, that space. Yeah, it works yeah. really, really I, well. I, I'm with you. I love the yeah. I love the oversized. <laughs> you know, it's like those old you know the prestige comics that you would you know buy. But yeah, even better, like better paper quality, better size and format. Yes, yeah, it's. You know, once again, I feel like whenever I buy a black label comic in that format, that's something that I can put on my bookshelf. Because I don't keep putting them out. So Marie Javis Javins, Marie Javins is the editor-in-chief of mm-hmm. DC Comics. No. Um, Jim Lee is the publisher... Darren Robinson, Publication Design. Tiffany Huang, Publication Production. Chris Conroy is the editor. Is, I think maybe is Chris maybe. Conroy oh, maybe I the, the black label editor? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whoever, well, whatever's going on there, they're doing a damn, a bang-up job. That's that's all I can yeah. say. Is, um, it's always exci- I'm always excited to see what new thing comes out from it for this yeah. jaded comic fan <laughs> right yeah i'm like oh god I'm not, I'm not. Oh, some other well in the meanwhile like i you know it's funny because and i don't know i'm sure there's people that are enjoying it but i look at like the stuff that came out this week from marvel and i'm just like you know dark hold omega number one the marvels number seven you know uh X-Men number six, Inferno number four, Electra Black, White, and Blood number one, Captain Marvel 35. I'm like, none of it excites me. Like, none of it really, and, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that are loving whatever they're doing, but I'm just like, eh, for me, it's, I'm just glad that there's, meanwhile, there's some comics out there that, that, like you said, this old jaded yeah. crotchety old man of a comic book fan yeah. <laughs> human well, so I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. why yeah why? exactly you know, we live in a world where this human target comic is fucking amazing human target yes. yeah. booster gold human target is, is time is travel perfect. to get bagel ingredients <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, and that, that makes sense. It's this amazing balance between being a really funny book with this backbone of. Now, don't spoil anything oh, for me because yeah, I, I haven't I, read the yeah, latest I, issue. But it, and see if Tom agrees. It balances really funny with this really also you know dark, deadly story but it all does that with the backbone of this super like you know like darwin cook-esque appreciation of the 1950s and mid-century and so it kind of has i mean i think it's like i think when we talked about the first issue the idea of like how does guy gardner fit into that (laughs) world right you know which is which is what makes it interesting you know where it's like how does booster go? You know, like how does that that tone fit in this world? And it works really well. I it, it's sort of like I don't know. It might be one of my. It might be inching up as my favorite Tom King thing because I think I like that tone, like that weird yeah. mix. And it's it's it's, it's not as convoluted. It's not as. Is it? 
Greg Smallwood. Greg Smallwood yeah. He's the star of this book. I mean, King is writing a really yeah. neat book, but without Smallwood's art, I mean, it is that is what gives it yeah. that amazing man out all, of time feel almost. But it's, it's also why do all? Yeah, it's simpler in a way, which I think is good. Yes. It's like it's less twisty and turny. For a it's, mystery, which is weird, but it is it's dumber. Yeah, it's dumber, dumber for us dummies. Yeah. It's for it's easier for us dummies to follow. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Tom. Dumb it down, well, please. Pre- we really yeah, like your comments to, to look at. And my God, yeah. for him, why do why do all like artists, graphic designers, anyone that likes art, we still are obsessed with mid-century sort of style? of art like i know the easy answer is because it's so good but there is this like like that is such a it's almost cliche (laughs) at this point like the the mid-century art and i'm as guilty as i fucking love it and it's cool and and there is something yeah sean wheatley you're right it's just fucking cool like there's not there's no moment in art that is necessarily i mean this this, than that at least this fashion book is awesome if you can ever find it it's mid-century art. Yeah, and it's uh, no ads. It's it, it's all 1950s oh, ads. Yes. I use it as a design reference when I want something to look mid-century. It's a great source book. And you look at it, it's the fashion was awesome. Just yeah, everything looked fucking cool, man. Yeah, it, it is, but it's interesting to me that we're still sort of obsessed with it. Uh and and it's representative. You know, it's representative um, I mean, of rose-colored it's, glasses. Uh, it's, it's uh, yeah. It's it is that, nostalgia that, no, that, 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 that none is, of us, none of us exist. None yeah. of us existed. None of us went through it. None of us actually it, it lived the through it. Fictional when America was great. Time was the mid-century. It was after, yeah. You know, I mean, I know the glasses, Chris. Tactical Chris loves mid-century yeah. art. Ads back, back in the day when that's back when, the day when, when, back when, when the was real entertainment, and that's what real Americans watched because they loved <laughs> back America. when ads made they sense. They loved America, and none of that pinko commie bullshit was ever tolerated. You could tell it's what just, a commercial was for back then. Chris, you just don't have no. nearly enough asshole oh, in you to no. really pull off. I'm not. I'm not Chris. able to go to that you're, place. You're, it it hurts my heart. <laughs> I know. You got to sell out, brother. You got to really sell out that character because I think I think if you could really sell out on it, you got a hit on your hands, my man. Tactical Chris is. <laughs> I gotta say, oh, we need T-shirts. We need tactical t- Chris T-shirts with an American flag and a fucking yeah. eagle on uh, it yeah, and a beard. <laughs> Around around America, (laughs) around America, Uh, around America, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I I was just I found myself over break. I was reading a lot a lot of comics, and I was I just found myself being like, oh, I I was reading a bunch of DC books, and I was like, I really like all these. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, huh, okay, like. It's been a while since I could say that about, you know, Marvel or DC that I was like kind of that they got gotcha. that like, oh, yeah, there's a bunch of really good stuff. But I'm looking forward to reading the next issue of this or like, you know, 
Yeah, like Catwoman Lonely City, where I was like, this is awesome. I'm glad I get to read this. You know, like this take on this character, yeah. you know, like uh, I think there's something really cool about leveraging your iconic characters that way, where it's like you could tell a Catwoman story and it's like, just tell a cat. Everyone knows enough about Catwoman that you can just tell a Catwoman story. You don't have to like. Yeah. And I love that it's 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 not any specific Catwoman, yeah. but it's also all cat women. You know what I mean? It's it's like it ref it references other yeah. eras of Catwoman, and and yet, you know, it it makes fun of itself in some ways. It it yeah, it's it's really a fun little just joyful book. Well, I, I think I think to, Tom to said and, the key phrase, and that was when I was done. I, <clears> I'm, I'm really looking forward to reading the next one, and that's. What, you know mm-hmm. that they're telling an engaging story. It's um, it's like, one yeah, of the, it's yeah. one of, it's one of the things that Tom King does that irritates me is that there will be sometimes there will be lulls in his story. Now I know well enough that with a Tom King story, there's going to be a payoff at the end. But it's like reading Rorschach. I'm just like, yeah, I, I would have felt bogged down after like issue four or five, and then he gets into a big reveal and it just kind of jets jets forward but um you know i i feel with all the with a lot of the dc stuff right now it does entice you to get that next issue which is awesome get it keep letting the comic creators just make their stories seems dumb, make right? good i'm always seems so- dumb that that's like the key to, <laughs> to like comics is like just let the good artists do the thing they want to do. Yeah. You mean just stay out of the <laughs> fucking it, way yeah. of the creative people? Let, let, yeah. let them... Quit trying to put your two cents in, you fucking hack. Um, I read another book. <laughs> All, editors All editors are dark are side. Dark side. Um, I read another book. Black. I think it's Black Label, but it's definitely DC, and it's definitely an auteur work which was batman uh one dark night by Jacques. Oh, yeah um very good batman of course um an interesting written, take written, written and uh, a little something oh wow written and drawn and uh uh i think it's his first written and drawn work and um you know it's always fun to see someone you know expand on their talents and and i mean you know for years we've always talked about like Artists are storytellers. Like, yeah. They're not. They're not just drawing what the writer writes. They're storytellers too. So it's pretty natural. A lot of times, I think sometimes the hardest thing is just dialogue. Maybe for 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 artists to turn into Jack writers. Kirby. But but um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but you know, I think that's easier and easier maybe to do um, just because you know there's so much better stuff to sort of be able to reference and pull from that kind of thing. But the thing, I, the thing though, I just, I, I don't want to get into the book that much. I mean, it's, it's a, um, it's a very action packed. I mean, it's not like a super, um, you know, it's dark. It's a dark Batman story. It's, it's a very jock Batman story. It's, it, it, it does have some surprises to it, but you know, in reading all these books where it's it's an artist and a writer, the thing that always just fucking blows me away is like the the I can't imagine the joy that must be 
to be able to just sit down and create a fucking oh, world, yeah. you know, like and to, the, the satisfaction they must get a guy like Jock or, 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 you know, Frank Miller or Scotty Young or, you know, Lemire. whoever, you know, Matt whatever Jackson. these guys that yeah. can write and draw, let me, any of these guys that, that can do it all and just create their own fucking world out of nothing but their mind is so impressive and so amazing. And, and it's just, it has to be such a wonderful, wonderful feeling. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, stress and anxiety and, and obviously the hard work that goes into it. But at the end of the day, when you're done with it, I can't imagine something more fulfilling than that of like, mm-hmm. here it is. Here's, you know, for the, for the rest of my life, here's this thing that I made whole cloth with my own fucking brain and my own hands and nobody else. And this is it. And, you know, for in seeing Jock do that with Batman, because Jock's done a lot of Batman stuff, a lot of iconic Batman covers and Batman stories and that kind of thing. But for him to be able to sit there and go, okay, and now here, you know, like Sean Murphy, when he did the, the White, the, Knight, the, stuff, the White yeah. Knight Batman stuff, it's like, you know, and he's done his own stuff too. But like to have those and then like to have a hardcover printed of that and like that's going to be on people's bookshelves and that's always going to be there. And it's like, God, that that has to be such a fucking amazing well, I, I, I remember, feeling, and I'm glad that we're seeing more and more David artists. David Peterson back in the day uh, about Mouse Guard, you know, <clears throat> and that's, and I think that he very early on knew that that's what he wanted to do, and that's you know that's what gave him joy was creating that world. So yeah, I mean, that's the that's the dream, yeah, right? Yeah. And we talked to Scotty about that forever. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, yeah. I, I, there's nothing. I mean. You know, as I get older and older, it's like you go through life and you sort of, you know, most of us have just regular jobs. We work for somebody else. We kind of do what they want and whether good or bad or indifferent. And we we're, we're trying to just sort of survive and provide and and do things for our family. But like, you know, to have that thing where you just no, this is this is something I did without anyone else without anyone you know it's my idea i created it i made it i thought of it and boom uh which is i think why we kind of you know one of the reasons we do this podcast is like you know this is something we created and we we do and and you know uh it's it's well, that fulfillment sure. of that's, that's why i do photography that of, is of you know, making something my creative yeah, outlet yeah. that i know that there are things that are probably gonna be you know here after i'm gone <clears throat> hopefully yeah, just bravo to the, to the. I'm always just so fucking amazed by, like I said, I I love all comic writers, all comic artists, and everybody that does that stuff. But those guys that are able to do it both and do it both really well, and just create something really extraordinary. Who, who's, who's your because favorite? That's rare. You call them an auteur, right? You know the 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 writer yeah. and artist. Who's your who's your favorite total package? I know that you know it's like. I would think of, you know, Frank Miller differently as an artist as I would as a writer, but, but, you know, out of the auteurs, who do you think is, I mean, who's your favorite? My favorite. Uh, I mean, I think that changes over time. I mean, Frank at one time yeah. for sure was my favorite. Uh, John Byrne early on was, was probably my, you know, one of my favorites. Uh, Mignola, one of my favorites. Um, Darwin, you know, one of my f- absolute favorites. 
gosh, I'm trying to I, think. You know, of, I, I mean, Darwin would would do, would have to be really yeah. high for, on the for, list for me for, because with I love also not a huge amount of work. Yeah, breath I mean, of yeah, like of, new of frontier, that, yeah. his spirit stuff. You know, a few random issues and one shots. Yeah. You know, he really um, a guy who I, I think maybe I, I mean like all red yeah. is a guy that I think that doesn't get enough yeah. credit for it. Yeah, um, I was gonna say like he's a good example of like I guess my inclination would be to say Frank Miller. Just because I think he's got the most, even in things I don't like that he mm-hmm. does, I think he has a very unique point of view, and like it's very yeah. clear, like in the stuff he makes, like it's always like, and I think Allred has that a little bit too, where it's sort of like, yeah. oh, okay, Frank like, is, has blatantly changed styles in in 90 degree turns a couple times in his career you know and all red has always yeah. kind of been all red right yeah yeah well yeah and, and i think also just in the sense of like there's like a there's like a world view that's sort of like in inherent into the all red stuff not like a political view but i mean like there's a point of view on like storytelling yeah. and how the world works and that stuff that I think is really interesting. Whereas like, I don't know if that's true with like John Byrne, who I like mm-hmm. a lot, but like, I can't say like, right, right. I walk away from that being like, Oh, okay. That's like a interesting, I mean, he's got interesting twists on, you know, continuity and like, here's where this will go. But I think, I, I guess I, I probably like, you know, lean more towards the people where I'm like, oh, that's like just like an interesting point of view on the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether that well, Allred, Allred like has that. that definitely like, you know, off-center feel for every everything, yeah. everything he does kind of feels a little bit like a dream. You know, it's a little mm-hmm. it's not right. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, I would, I mean, I would probably at the end of the day have to probably say Frank Miller for me just because the breadth of the amount of work. I mean, like I said, Darwin, the new frontier and the, and like the Parker books. I mean, that's some of my favorite standalone yeah. comics of all time. Um, but you know, even like you said, Tom, like even Frank's stuff that maybe I don't agree with, or I don't, or that isn't a home run. Um, you know, I think the thing with Frank is he's not afraid of like, I'm going to try something completely different. I don't, he's not, he's not necessarily trying to please anybody. He's, you know what I mean? And he's just trying to do what he thinks is artistic or has artistic merit. Yeah. And he's, he's not worried about selling books or, or pleasing anyone that kind yeah, of thing. It's like so. a unique <clears throat> quality to it, you know, where it's sort of like, I don't know, you know, it's also like, when you're somebody like that who's had just like monumental artistic achievements, you know, right? Or you've done all these things that are home, like, yeah, he's hit his home runs. Like, that's not the, yeah. like, right. like, not the question, you know? Right. Like, I mean, it's Frank Miller and it's well, Rob. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those two kind of right there on the, you know, more mainstream, but, you know, you, you got to, other people would say, you know, like Chris Ware, 
obviously, oh, yeah. you know, Charles Burns. Um, um, oh, God. What oh, God. The, um, shit. The uh, Will Pfeiffer's big guy. The uh, He used to live in Oak Park. Uh, Ghost World. Oh, uh, yeah. I forget. I have a yeah, Ghost World over here somewhere. Yeah. Um, I was gonna. Uh, uh, have you either of you guys Jacob. seen the latest um, Wes Anderson film? Oh no, I haven't seen the French Jacob. Jacob. Dispatch yet. Uh, what, what's the what movie is it? Dan, French Dan, Dispatch. Dan, Dan it's, That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Dan Klaus. French Dispatch. Um, the French Dispatch is maybe my favorite Wes no, Anderson no. film, but it reminds me of. A Dan Klaus. I think it's. I think it's. It's. It is so ridiculously. You know. I mean, Anderson shoots everything flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything. But he does it in to such a degree in this film, and to such detail, and and so wonderfully, where it's like it. You know, like the thing with a Klaus book. Part of it is like sort of a Where's Waldo thing, right? Like you're you're like searching the panels and like seeing yeah. all the detail in it and where everything kind of. That's what the, this film was like for me. Like every scene was like, I'm gonna have to watch this movie again because I I missed a couple of things that were happening in the background of this sort of square, yeah. Yeah. you know. It, it, but but at the same time, maybe my favorite okay. Wes Anderson film. I enjoyed, enjoyed it so much, it. Yeah. but it reminded me. So much of a of a Daniel Klaus comic book. Um, I I I really would like to see what you guys think of it. It's on my list. That standpoint, but it's on my list yeah, of things to, to check say. it out. Yeah, because I, I I love Wes Anderson, so I'm always. I'm a I'm a fan. I'm a fan for sure. Yeah, I mean it's interesting, um, right? Because it's like, uh, it's funny to mention Frank Miller and Wes Anderson in the same conversation <laughs> kind of because they're so, you know, like uh, Wes Anderson's so uh, kind of like tweed jacket, like kind of delicate right, right. a little bit, you know, like the, the style of it, but definitely it's also someone where it's like their like worldview is or like their take on things is so clear from like the things they make, you know, and it's like, they have such sure. a style, like it, just an undeniable mm-hmm. style, where it's just mm-hmm. like, you know. You can- I think I didn't fall in love with Anderson until, um, what's the one, uh, the family, Royal uh, yeah. the Royal Bombs. That was the movie where I was just like, I think that was the yeah. movie where I got it. Well, your, da- like your daughter's where favorite I movie got, of all time is a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. yeah, but that's like the least uh, Wes Anderson film. I, I showed my kids is. Fantastic Mr. Fox. What did they, they think? Loved it. it, dude. My daughter has watched yeah. that movie. 40 it's funny. Times. I she also was... enjoy. I was like, it I was like, it's pretty good. I was like, it's good, and it's funny because like, it's the least Wes Andersony in the sense of like, the fact that it's animated kind of takes some of that like. Uh, his feel right. of it, but as far as like how the characters interact, it's like very it's Wes Anderson, you know. Like, it's it, it, she does. I don't know that she's watched any other Wes Anderson film, but she fucking yeah. loves that. My movie. kids, I mean, it. that is they her favorite movie. They were like, 
uh, we haven't watched it again yet because it hasn't come up in the rotation but <laughs> they sat through the whole thing and they were just like they they really enjoyed it and they're it's a funny clever yeah. it's i mean it's it's cute it's and yeah, they it's, don't love like they get a little my daughter who's five gets a little freaked out by things that can be intense and there's a few sort of intense moments oh, right. you know where william defoe's like rat character you know gets killed but even she sat through those things you know with very little how old is she now she's five. Oh wow okay yeah that's that's a little little young that's fun oh god yeah i don't i don't uh, the, but yeah the the i think it's daniel it's is it close one thing over who that's I mean, ghost world it's eight ball but he does everything very like Who's the, the? There's another guy though. There's another like in the same realm of, of him. Yeah. Is it? Is it? It's not Charles Byrne. No, That's not who I'm thinking of. But it's like really detailed stuff, like super detailed. Oh god, damn it! I see. Some, I see some people have mentioned Chris Greg Ware. Garrow. Oh, oh no, no, Ware. no, not yeah. there. No, Chris Ware. That, oh. It's Chris Ware. That's okay. who I'm thinking of. Well, he's another Chicago guy. It's because everything Chris Ware does is super flat. It's super flat, but oh super yeah, detailed. yeah, yeah, like flat colors. It's yeah, <laughs> it's almost and everything's like geometrical and squared and 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 so when you watch eventually when you watch. Uh, the French Dispatch. Just think about Chris Ware. Look up a Chris Ware book, and uh, and and I, I have to assume that Wes Anderson is a Chris Ware yeah. fan. It seems like he would be, I see, or vice versa. I see some people uh, yeah. referencing. That's Chris. Yes, yes. The Chris Ware super yeah, the super Acme comics library yeah. volume. Whatever. Yes, that's a great so. book. I see some people mentioning Dave Sim in the. Uh, a tour category in the chat. No question. No question. I, I mean, the only reason I of... would not put him at the top of mind is I think he there's an inaccessibility to him. I think a little bit. Like I, th- I'm not personally a fan yeah. of his work because of that reason. It's like a little but, uh, hard. Like where I think like Frank Miller does a pretty good job even when he's doing some wild ass shit that you like it's a story yeah at the end of the day you know you can kind of follow yeah. and, and, and all red tours with sim i respect the uh singular vision <laughs> but i i wouldn't put him up there as far as like the accessibility of like oh okay i can get into this you know like it what about uh i mean and i don't mean this as a joke mm-hmm. but uh because you know, I first got interested in this creator from the stuff that he did as a writer artist. Uh, but Brian Michael Bendis, oh, yeah, you know, he early on he got into comics as a independent writer artist and and no, not the greatest no, he, artist. He definitely ever. landed better as a as a full time writer. But there is something I always admired about, like I don't know, like just fucking torso, fucking doing and, it. And, and, 
Exactly. That's what I mean. And that's why I'm saying I'll make it. I wasn't saying it as a joke, and I'm not trying. I I am not saying it to try and like shit on Brian Michael Bendis, but it's like his early work is why I became a fan of his. It was it was his independent stuff is why I became a fan, and it was yeah. He wasn't a great artist, but you know you could you could say the same thing of guys like Matt Kent and Jeff Lemire to a certain degree comparatively yeah, to, well that, I mean that's a that's you know a, that's Frank a Miller thing for sure I think I think Lemire and and Kent are pretty pretty remarkable artists they're better they're better artists than mm-hmm. Bendis but I don't think either one of them are phenomenal artists that I don't think you don't see either one of them working in comics as artists Whereas yeah. Frank Miller could never write a comic and he would have a superstar oh, yeah, career sure. as simply sure. an artist. That's, that's my point. I love Jeff the, Lemire's yeah, work. But, but their art I Jeff is, Lemire. you know, kind of like what you're talking about. Sim is less approachable. Um, it doesn't mean that it's any less brilliant. It's just less accessible. Yeah. I mean, there's a the thing that like torso and goldfish and that stuff. I don't know if I'd consider it that. that I always like I do like is like it feels very lo-fi for like comics. It's like this is like the like the simplest way I can convey the story to you. And that means it's not right, the most sophisticated, right. but it's sort of like, okay, like I can roll with that if someone's like, this is this is what I can do to tell this story. There's there's something to that. But that's how I feel. I mean, that's how I feel about not to the same degree. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that Kent and Lemire are the same level of artists as Bendis or vice versa. But to some degree, I feel like like I do not consider either one of them their work brilliant. They, yeah, their their visual work. Visually, I don't find their work brilliant. I like, I especially like. I like yeah. Jeff Lemire's work more than I like. Hey, look, I'm Chris. Kim. I'm holding up. Jinx. Oh, it's Jinx. There you go. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't yeah, know I know. But I think, I think it's I'm sort of lost in the like point. you know personal tastes and and that kind of stuff. But, no, but, but yeah, I get I, it though I, because it's I've like yet to see either artists like change styles to show different artistic chops it's like they may be kind of siloed into those styles right yeah once again it's it's this is what i need to do to convey you know the story and on the other side of it, you have someone like scotty young who visually is a brilliant artist and is becoming a better writer with everything that he does but i think Early on, his work was, you know, it was it was more about you the, know, the his art, art, the art than was his writing. Now you're, now, yeah, but now you're seeing other artists draw yeah. his work. Yeah, but you know, you and know. that's the wild thing about you know, kind of looping back to uh, Catwoman and Lonely City. I had no idea Cliff Chang was as good a writer as the series is is showing him. It's yes. really well written. Yeah, shockingly good. Yeah, very good point. It's very funny. It's yes. funny. There's some legitimately yes. funny things <laughs> in it. <laughs> the one scene I la- I laughed out loud at 
in the latest issue was where they're like training her and uh, Croc and Killer Croc, Wesley or whatever is is it Wesley? Uh, no, it's something like that. No, it's not Wesley. Waylon, yeah, Waylon. And she's like, I thought you were strong. And he's like, I am. It's my hips. Yeah. My hips are bad. Yeah, bad hips. <laughs> Because that's what old Croc would say. He's got that. Yeah. yeah. I just fucking laughed so hard at that. That I little am, tiny. I am strong. strong. Yeah. It's, that's great. Perfect. It's a great book. Perfect. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, yeah. So Chang. If Chang keeps that up, he's he'll he'll be in that converse that silly conversation we've been having. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. It's all you know. Like you said, it's a lot of it is taste and that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. I mean, the other. What's your favorite? Oh, you go ahead. I was just gonna talk. What's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Oh my! As an he's an auteur, right? Like he's, he's you would consider him an auteur, not in comics, but in film. Um, he's, I'm, he's an I'm such a <laughs> stupid hipster wannabe. Um, I go back to the early. I, Rushmore. I still think is brilliant. I love that movie. I would say, uh, you know, I, Moonrise Kingdom is probably my favorite one. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's I like that one. My wife. Would, I don't know. I think it's like Mar- Marta. Marta would most, be Grand Budapest Hotel for sure. Yeah. There's uh, um, uh, the thing I like about Moonrise Kingdom is like. Um, and the thing I actually, I, I think he's really good at in all of this stuff, and it, it often gets, I think, clouded by style, is an emotional accessibility and, like, vulnerability of, like, you know, like, to me, the best part in Royal Tenenbaums is, like, in the end, when the son, you know, he reveals that he was with his dad when his dad passed away, you know, and there's, like, sort of that moment of, like, there's, like, an intrusion of, like, real emotion into sort of like Wes Anderson's like silliness sort of like intricate play world you know whereas like I always really liked Moonrise Kingdom because it was like the close I felt like that stuff was like the closest to the surface and that of like the kids you know kind of like that you know emotion to that was uh was so accessible right no, I, uh, I it's a great one. I, I like. I mean, yeah, I think Royal Tenenbaums is probably my favorite. Uh, although French Dispatch may have overtaken it, but up until that, Ro- Ro- yeah, Royal Tenenbaums because of the family. Yeah. I growing up, growing up with a family, a big family, a big crazy <laughs> yeah. family, and at this, it, like it, it, in one way, sort of like understanding some of the things with that family but at the same time not because of their um distance from one another like not quite understanding how they could be so far away from one another but then um you know in some ways being jealous of them and in some ways not being jealous oh, of the you were like moms. eli you're like a little yeah. bit of <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like cash kind of yeah, what my bit, book presupposes but, uh, is what if, what if he didn't die? Uh, yeah, I just I always remember I remember when my friend's older brother showed us Bottle Rocket, mm-hmm. you know, like way back in the day, and I remember being uh, like, "What 96. is this?" Yeah. Because it's like a fucking weird movie. That totally- yeah. See, that was when 
Well, I think that's why I like Royal Ten Mobs too, is because it was the first time where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm on board with this. I understand what he's doing now. Like when I saw Bottle Rocket, yeah, I mean, it's like and Rushmore, yeah. I was like, what? This is fucking dumb. Like I yeah. like Rushmore was so stupid to me when I first saw that movie. I'm like, this what? Is, why are people talking about this fucking dumb movie? Yeah, now you get and now it. you know, obviously, I, you know, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't get it. But the Royal Tannenbaums was what was the one where it was like, oh, okay. For whatever reason, I don't even know, you know, why. Plus, I think the performance of uh, um, what's his name in Royal Tannenbaums. Yeah, it's just fucking amazing. He's just so terrific, and in some ways, like the grandfather I want to be and the grandfather I wish I had and also the grandfather I didn't want to have. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's so fucking good in it, but, uh, yeah. And Rushmore. Yeah. Rushmore, obviously I hated, um, what's his name? Jason, uh, Schwartzman. Oh uh, yeah. Schwartzman. I fucking hated him so much. But then I ended up falling in love with him. Uh, did you ever see the show with him and Ted Danson? Oh, yeah, yeah, Better Off Dead. Uh, uh, better, yeah, what was it called? Uh, bore, Not Better Off Bored Dead. Bored to Death. Bored to Death. I just fell in love with that show so much. Uh, and that was sort of when I when I became a Jason yeah. Schwartzman He's fan. Great. And now I am. Yeah, he, well, that's, that, I mean, that's, that's, a, part of that's a little preview of the kind of talk you'll get on ACTV. <laughs> Coming back uh, this week, uh, I think. Uh, what are we uh, talking about? Every once in a while, I like to watch the scene from Rushmore when uh, he puts on his play about Vietnam and Bill Murray's character at the end, like just like stands up because he's so emotionally moved by <laughs> play about Vietnam. Great stuff. <laughs> also, my wife and I quote the line. There's that line in Rushmore when. Bill Murray's like waiting in the car for his kids and his two asshole sons get in the car and like they turn up <laughs> the air conditioning and it's just like blasting him and he's like never in a million you know like never in a million years did I dream I would ever have two children like <laughs> two children like this he's the biggest <laughs> so, asshole fucking children yeah. comes up all the time uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. What are we talking about uh, on ACTV this weekend? We'll I don't even know. We'll, I don't we even gotta, know. We got to talk about uh, end of Hawkeye. Um, okay, I can what? do that. Uh, I can do that. We'll talk about that. Oh, okay, um, sure, sure. I tell you, I'll watch the uh, French Dispatch so we can chit chat because Marta, I think, wanted to watch it. Um, I don't know what else. it's. Uh, at some point, I want to talk Young Justice with somebody. I know that you're not watching it on HBO Max, but it is so fun. I think Tom, it's it, it's it's. I'll see if my know. son wants to start watching it. It's really good. It's uh, this season has been. They had a Mars story with Miss Martian and and Connor Kent and. I'll be like, uh, listen. Beast I know Boy. you love Teen Titans Go. You love Teen Titans Go. <laughs> Can I interest well, you in a different Teen Titans? Because that yeah. boy just wants to watch Teen Titans Go. And I Can we... don't want to fight him about it because I'm like, I also enjoy the occasional yeah. episode of uh, 
oh, what what Teen Titans Go did I see the other day that I was. I mean, my favorite one is when Robin's teaching them about buying property, <laughs> like the like the value of like uh, real estate, which is a great one. Oh, what the hell was it? I'll figure it out. Don't wait for there. Yeah, it's the first time in in DC animated that they've spent this much time on some like really C and D list uh, of the. Uh, DC magic, and you've got Madame Xanadu and and Zatanna and Clarion the Witch Boy and Doctor Fate is on one storyline. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Well, maybe I'll try to get into it. I don't even. I just I don't know you're what just, it is with just, me and animated cartoons stuff. right now. It's okay. You'll come back. It'll yeah, be great. Not really. Back. Yeah, you'll come back. One day, one day, come back and say, ah, I love, I love cartoons again. Uh, so, anyways, so we'll be talking about some of that stuff on ACTV. You can access that by being uh, one of our patrons by going to Patreon.com/slash/AroundComics. Um, get all sorts of extra stuff there. It's, it's nice. It's worth it. Yeah, throw us a few bones. Um, yeah, what do you guys got coming up? Let's Give us your money. Okay. I just released a new episode of Real Crimes this week. Uh, if you want to hear about the time that I um, was at a party with a person that ended up uh, brutally killing a young woman, I tell that story. So um, and and how it affected Sounds me uh, forty years later. So I went to high school. Yeah, with the guy that yeah. ended up on America's Most Real Wanted. Cr- he was on my. Hey, well, you should come yeah, on real crimes and he was on my talk about that guy. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, yeah, Tony Amati from uh, Marion. Yeah, he up, um, killing a bunch of people out in Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, let's do let's let's yeah. do a bonus real crimes episode. Did yeah, you know him? Did Captain you like actually? He was he was a he was a wrestler. Well, was he uh, a good he wrestler? Was okay. He was a little guy. He wrestled like one hundred and three. A little violent? Is he a little? Violent? He was a little gangster. He was a little gangster wannabe. He was uh uh he was Italian. Okay, but he yeah definitely had a little of the, the wow. Well, Amadi, his last name. He was very Italian. Uh, <laughs> it was my way of saying he wasn't black. Uh, but yeah, it was very much a gangster wannabe. <laughs> Tom, did you go to high school with any uh, murderers, serial killers? Spree I went killers, to high school with a guy who drove a car in a drive-by shooting. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, there we go. There's something. Yeah. That's that's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if you haven't checked out Real Crimes yet, please go to uh, realcrimespod.com or or search for Real R E E L Crimes on all your favorite podcast places and uh, and check that out. There you as go, well. Joe G. He he worked with the serial killer. <laughs> what? He, oh, yeah. Not a, wow! He killed on the Appalachian Trail. Well, Joe G, we gotta we gotta talk. You might have to come on and do a special like, episode. I knew a killer. About this I went to high school with a killer with Chris Neesman. I went to just send me an email, Joe G, detailing it all, and I'll read it real on crap. real. Cr- I'll make a whole nice. episode out of it. Love it. You don't even have to. You don't even. Right, have and to- then uh, Tom almost has his module ready to uh, DM the uh, AC. Oh, yeah. I'm getting ready. I'm ramping up to it. Come on, Tom! You can't I'm let me down. Do I'm, I'm gonna do it. I, I gotta get, get I gotta, your monster man. Oh, got my heads on. We got. I think we got. We got Will Pfeiffer. 
Yeah, Will's. I think Will's, Will's going to join us as a right. as a player. All right. Well, we got to right. get like Seely or somebody, but Seely's got a young kid yeah. now, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little tougher. I think we need. We might Scott need, Johnson. You know, we should. We lady. should ask Scott Johnson. He'd be. He'd be down for it. Mm-hmm. Scott Johnson. He'd be fun. Can ask Scott Johnson. We know a lot of <laughs> nerds. It's it's not going to be hard. Nerds. nerds. It's not going to be hard. Nerdy men. No. <laughs> all right. So we got all that and, and more coming up. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to a to a fun 2022 with you guys. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. Great. New year, yeah. new year, new me. Mm-hmm. Same pandemic. It's gonna be great. Uh, all right, so uh, so we'll be back. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week. Want to thank all the people that watched and chimed in on the uh, uh, the uh, the comment thread. We always appreciate that. Uh, feel free to reach out to us info around comics.com. We'll be back next Thursday with more comics talk. In the meantime. In between time. We'll be everywhere in and around. And around. And around. Comics. Serial killers, murderers. mass murders, and the and horrible people <laughs> as well. We'll be around them. Well, I mean, we're yeah. horrible people. Yeah, you know, a little. I forget. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Bond's feeling next week. I'll get up, make arrangements. <laughs> What is what? Why are you yeah, telling I just, us I just, that? I just realized what do we need to know this for? Just yeah, popped in your head. head. I may come oh. to you from a it, it coming may to be, Chicago. Yeah, maybe a, a a a hotel room. Depends. I have an extra I'm room. Staying, no, I'm staying in North. Uh, no, if you. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a that club. It's pardon not, me. It's not I mean, the club next to you. But other okay. yeah, if it, yeah. If it was that's that fine. One, of course. So there you go. All right. Good. There we go. Thanks. Good night, all.